Welcome everyone to another episode of the Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi podcast. I am your co-host Darth Selene. And I am your main host, the Artificial Dragon. And welcome to another episode of the podcast, everybody. Uh, We're back from vacation! <laughs> yeah, um, so as of the time of his recording, the Corellia episode has been uploaded. And uh, the poll, uh, I'll talk about the poll later, but... Um, I do also want to quickly apologize if you hear any background noises, just a bunch of uh, water machines, uh, pipes rustling we, we have, around. We have an AC going because it's fucking hot here right now. Yeah, we're kind of in the middle of a, uh, I wouldn't say a uh, heat... Uh, Arizona <laughs> is being encompassed by a heat dome. Most of the Southwest is being encompassed by a heat dome. So we're suffering. Yeah, well, I'm I'm lessening that effect because fortunately I have an AC unit. Um, not the window kind, but, uh, it's providing a lot of cool air for us. Feels amazing. Yeah. Um, so if you hear any background noise, uh, don't worry about it. It's just for, you know, our continued safety, but don't worry. Um, just ignore the noise. I'll try and lessen the noise post-production as much as possible. Considering, but, considering temps are going to get up to a hundred soon. We need this. Yep. Exactly. It is our necessity, but you know. We got to do this podcast for the people, for the children all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> but with that aside, uh, but yeah, um, I'll real quickly go through the uh, Patreon thing. Um, so this month's Patreon art piece, we have Alara Dorn, the uh, Imperial Turned Republic Medic of Swator, one of the most sexy companion characters in all of Swator, second only to a uh, good old Darth Lacris herself, my wife, my supreme waifu. As I've said before, Ilara is just there. <laughs> she's a good companion. She's a good second in command of my trooper, but she's just there. Oh, uh, I, I, <laughs> listening to her, uh, yeah, British accent talking over regulations and everything never gets old for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, if. You want to go grab, you know, the poster, all the previous posters that we put up. Um, all of you, you could download it for your own personal amusement. Uh, put them as your poster or make it into a legitimate poster if you really want to. Um, but if you're not interested in big boba waifu posters or just <laughs> big chested husbando posters, um, you could always contribute to our Patreon from our lowest tier of $3 and our mid tier of $5 and of course our highest tier of $10. And whatever tier that you contribute to, you have instant access to our Discord server where you could talk about general Star Wars lore, uh, share some memes, share, show off your Star Wars collection maybe your oc if you're talented enough um and just have a general good time with us we always have a blast discussing things with all of you in the discord server oh definitely and also shout out to or not shout out but um <laughs> self-promotion follow my blog yep um, i'm trying to post more so yeah stay i think tuned. you told me that uh you've been answering a couple of questions for the past couple of days uh, last night I answered a question that you sent in specifically. Of <laughs> it was an anonymous question, but I knew it was you. Yeah, because it was super duper specific because I talked about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but I spent two and a half hours, you know, just sitting at my computer thinking of what 
you know, how my characters would respond to these questions. And it was a good creative exercise. So yeah. that's what I like about it. Yeah, so please, my inbox is always open. Send me asks. <laughs> Send my characters asks. Yeah, as a fellow writer, I know what it means to like uh, go through the creative process when you're approached with a difficult question or situation. And I always appreciate that sort of challenge. Yeah, it's, um, it's nice. Yeah. Um, speaking of promotions, though, um, so for all of our... Uh, I'm going to do a nice little uh, addition to our highest Patreon supporters and give them a shout-out. Oh, nice! So, shout-out... I have, actually have a list right here. Um, shout-out to uh, Cameron Lee, Elliot... Uh, I... I... Uh, we're going to butcher your names. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, so let me start it from the top again. Um, Cameron Lee, Elia de Gaussipan, uh okay, Kenneth Young, Leon Fott, and Tristan H. Thank you so much for contributing to the Smuggler tier of our Patreon. Thank you, guys. And, we always appreciate it. Yep. And that's exactly what I'm going to do from now on is shout out to all of our highest tier smugglers of our Patreon server. We still love you, Initiates, mm -hmm. and other tier, whatever and, that name is. And random turtle that we want to make into soup all the time. Yes. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> but yeah, um, with that out of the way, Hannah, I'm pretty sure you know what today's episode is going to be about. We're going to be diving headfirst into the Galactic Senate, the Yay. backbone of the Gal Galactic Republic. Yay! And the source of all of the uh, complaints that people love to make about the prequel trilogy. Yes! <laughs> Specifically, that's why I love the prequel trilogy. Yeah, I I mean, I, when I was a little kid... I wasn't exactly into the politics of Star Wars. I what was just, kid cares about politics? I was just all like, oh, cool, robot. Oh, cool, lightsaber battles. Oh, cool, laser blasts everywhere. Clone troopers, droids. It, um, a lot of the politics just went over my head as a kid. But as an adult... Exactly. You, yeah, you, you just have a brand new appreciation for what George Lucas did with uh, introducing the politics of Star Wars and everything. Oh yeah, it's so well thought out. Yeah. I can't wait to dive into this. <laughs> now, a lot of uh, the people that are uh, original trilogy lovers, um, I get why a lot of people would not, I don't know, latch on to the prequel trilogy because it's a lot more complicated compared to Good versus Evil, Rebel Alliance versus the Galactic Empire, that sort of thing. I mean, this is what happens when you're in a galaxy full of hundreds and thousands of planets. This is very true. You gotta have a government somehow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, that... this one didn't work, but... <laughs> and uh, we will be diving into exactly how that did not work. I mean, that being said, the, the, Galactic, the Galactic Republic has been around for 25,000 years, so it apparently worked really well, just not in the last couple of decades. No, especially because Palpatine was behind the, behind the curtain <laughs> pulling the strings. <laughs> yeah, the, the classic meme of, uh, I'm behind everything. It was Palpatine all along. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before we prattle on about uh, Darth Raisin over there... Um, Dark Testicle. Dark Testicle, too. Um, yeah, we will be talking about the Galactic Senate. And we'll be talking about, like, aside from the Senate itself, we'll be talking about, uh, um, I wouldn't say separate organizations, but, like, uh, separate committees, 
of the Supreme Chancellor himself, what exactly his powers entail, mm -hmm. um, the office of the Supreme Chancellor, so on and so forth. Hey, you say his, but uh, as we've known of the people who play uh, Swator, yep. Chancellors can also be female. Yep. Even if Suresh is a bitch. <laughs> and uh, of all different species, because if you recall from like our HUD episode, there was a HUD Supreme Chancellor. Yes, and Suresh is a Twi'lek. Yep, a Twi'lek. I believe there was like a uh, Mount Calamari uh, Supreme Chancellor at one point. Uh, fuck. Um, anyway. But, but yeah, most of, we're mostly familiar with the, the big bad uh, Chancellor Palpatine. But yeah, there are like a million different uh, Supreme Chancellors over the... The, the, the long massive... history of the of the, of the, uh, <laughs> the Republic, Galactic Republic. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so let me go ahead and get into the meat of his episode. So the Galactic uh, the Galactic Senate, also sometimes referred to as the Republic Senate, Galactic Congress, Republic Congress, or the Old Senate by the New Republic. Yeah. Um. It serves as both the legislative and executive branch of a galactic republic. Um, essentially, it wields the powers, if we're going to use our own uh, United States government as a comparison, it wields both the powers of our Congress and the president at the same time. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. The Supreme Chancellor is basically the president, but yeah. he doesn't have the... Power, power yeah. like the president does. He has to share that with the Senate. Pretty much. Um, the primary duties of the Senate were to mediate any disputes between star systems, worlds, and cultures to regulate trade between those systems. <laughs> <laughs> Look how that worked out. <laughs> I know, we laugh at that now, but that... When it was founded, the Galactic Senate had very noble goals. Yeah, like, they, they did. They probably made a lot of progress, but <laughs> during the age of the Empire, no. No, unfortunately not. Um, and, you know, uh, care and protect the citizens in need. We know how that went. Uh, and provide mutual defense in the face of threats to the Republic as a whole. Which it kind of did in the kind Clone of. Wars. Not so much before. It's just, you you deal without yourself, bitch. We don't care. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, the Galactic Republic... Uh, the Galactic Republic. The Galactic Senate, uh, it represents as a long and complicated history where its state of authority would fluctuate throughout its history. Like, I believe in the beginning of its history, the Galactic Senate was kind of just there, um, just making disputes, because the, you gotta keep in mind, in the beginning, there were, like, uh, a handful of worlds when the Republic was founded. Mm -hmm. Like, there's Coruscant, there's Corellia, Duros, uh, a couple of other worlds I can't think of at the top of my head. It's like... It's, like, mainly centralized to the core and yeah. a few of the other planets branching out among that. Pretty much. You could probably, like, count the number of Republic worlds on both of your hands. It was very small and minuscule. Compared to the galaxy now, it's fucking huge. Yeah, the Republic has well over, uh, okay, the exact estimate is 1.3 million worlds. Jesus, fuck! <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot to keep track of and compared to the beginning uh, where it's just like, oh, there's a couple of worlds. No, it's a million worlds that you have to keep track of. Holy shit. 
<laughs> but anyway, um, the founding document of a republic would be called the Galactic Constitution. Um, it ensured that the power invested in the government would be placed in many instead of one singular individual. That sounds like something all of us Americans know about. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it it kind of resembles the uh, the you know the uh, our own Declaration of Independence, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Where instead of investing it into one individual, it's passed along through different legislation, so to speak, like the Senate, uh, the con- not the Constitution, the uh, Congress, Congress, blah, blah, blah. the Senate, Presidential, da 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 da. Yeah, you know, big words, big yes, words, real life politics. <laughs> um, though in the aftermath of a new civil wars. Uh, which is when uh, Darth Bane, uh, you know, extincted the entire Sith into oblivion and all of that. Yep. Um, the Senate would gain more power, and it would use that power in regional politics, which resulted in increased bureaucracy and corruption in the Senate that it would be infamous for. Gee, if that isn't <laughs> accurate to real-life politics. And a nice little thing, like, if you, you saw the symbol in the uh, chat earlier, right? Yes. Um, so that sigil is predominantly shown in the uh, Chancellor's Podium, which is like in the center of the Senate Chambers. Um, that sigil is supposed to be a fanned spear, which I think is really cool. It doesn't look like a spear. I mean, okay, like uh, imagine like this, the uh, fans on the side. Uh-huh. You, got the, uh, you got the spear in the middle. And then you got the, uh, you know, the pole that goes down. Uh-huh. It's supposed to resemble a more ornamental-looking spear. Okay. Um, I, which I think is pretty cool. Um, so, originally, the Senate was meant to be planetary and welcomed any planet that became part of a republic. Though, as more and more planets and territories were added into the republic, representation would be streamlined for better representation which resulted in sectors being represented. Like, I think I threw this word a couple of times. Like, uh, for example, Naboo is part of the Chamo sector. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chamo sector is comprised of around 36 star systems, not just the Naboo system. Um, and the senator, uh, in this case, Padme, represents not only Naboo, but the entirety of a Chamo sector. It's just like how when Satine is has to speak in front of the Senate, she is chosen as a representative for all of the systems of the independence. Um, Mandalore, yeah, yeah, the Council of Neutral Systems and all that. Exactly. Um, She's chosen to represent them. Yeah. It's not just Mandalore itself. Yeah. Um, think of like uh, this... Okay, if we're going to do uh, North American politics again, imagine the senator as... Okay, senator of Congress, they represent a state. Um, it would be kind of impractical to have a senator that comes from each county of that state. Exactly. That's why, like, Arizona only has one representative in the Senate. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of the same thing with each senator. Like uh, like I mentioned before, Padme represents the Chamo sector, which is like 36 star systems. And even if we take one... <laughs> even if we take one planet for each system, that's still like 36 planets that she's representing. Exactly. And yeah. Um, now, again, um, it's kind of a... Uh, 
very complicated issue because most of those planets, they're essentially vassals or they're not affiliated with the Republic, but they just happen to be in the same territory. Yeah. Um, and that's where kind of it kind of gets complicated. Um, let me see. Uh, okay. It could also kind of depend because... There could be an individual planet. Like, there's no nearby star systems that it's a part of, or like a... Uh, like ta- Tatooine. Tatooine could be it's a just very just looking prominent. out there. <laughs> yeah. There could be individuals, because when I was doing my research um, for individual senators, like, for example, Orn Frita, mm-hmm. or... Uh, Fuck him. <laughs> Orn Frita, or Bail Organa. Um... For Bail Organa, it specifically says the Odoran system, but I don't think there's any other planets aside from Odoran itself. But he is, Odoran is part of a core worlds. Um, and it's a big planet. It is a very big planet. Um, it kind of also, like I said, it kind of depends. It just depends on how many planets make up your sector. Um, or it's just if, like how many counties make up certain, like... You know, like say, because Arizona yep. has a lot of counties. Oh, yes, it does. One of the biggest being Cognino County. Mm-hmm. There is a county representative that brings like concerns of the public to the um, the Congress people yeah. of the state. And then they bring it to Congress. Yeah. It, it's this is why I don't like real life politics. <laughs> it's hard to explain. Star Wars politics is easier. Well, um, get ready for your head to melt a little bit more. Um, <laughs> so in, so you know how like in the Galactic Senate, um, they have like those uh, floating devices where each senator is, you know, has their own. Of it's basically <laughs> giving disc, them right? the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. So each disc essentially represents the system or sector that they're a part of. Like, uh, Padme has, you know, her aides, she has Jar Jar Bings, blah, blah, blah. And Those sometimes make up, the Jedi stay yeah, with her. <laughs> sometimes. Those make up the Chamo sector, or whatever star system they're a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, the official number in the Galactic Senate of how many pods there are, there are around 2,000 of them. Holy fuck. Yeah, that you is... See, you can see just how many there are in yeah. Yoda and Palpatine's fight. <laughs> Where they're fucking yeeting them at each other like they're fucking frisbees. Also, in... I think... I think in the third movie, when the camera is panning across the cheering people of yep, yep. The, the, the new Empire, um, you can see E.T. species in one of the pods. <laughs> yep. No, I think that was uh, that might have been episode one or episode two. I can't two, remember, but I but know I, the, the reference you're talking about. Yes, clear reference to Spielberg, who Lucas has a very good relationship with. Yeah, yeah, very clear shout out. But fun fact, they actually made a uh, race out of that. Uh, oh, that's race. cool. Yeah, I I can't remember it at the top of my head, but I remember that's an official. Okay, quote unquote official race. It's in Legends, right? We now. just know it as ET. Yeah, it's know it as ET. <laughs> I I fucking love that theory where. Uh, where, uh, in the E.T. movie, clearly there's, like, a, uh, kid dressed up as Yoda, and E.T. clearly recognizes that as Yoda. That's another, that's another, that's a Spielberg's reference to his friendship with Lucas, which yeah. is cool. It is pretty cool. Um, let me, okay, and aside from, like, individual, uh, you know, sectors, individual planets, 
um, later in the Republic's history, it also came to represent entire guilds and companies like the Trade Federation, the yes. Techno Union, the, the Mega Corps. Yeah. Um, and then uh, some senators were elected directly by their rep- respective planetary governments, while others were anointed by the planet's ruler or sometimes are the planet's ruler. Yeah. Padme and Bail Organa is Brea's husband, so. Yep. yep. Um, you get special privileges being a consort. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Um, like, it's kind of fascinating that there are just some governments that have... Okay, so like a lot of members of a republic aren't democracies. Let's just throw that out there. Yeah. Most of them are like dictatorships, monarchies. You can clearly see that throughout the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, like even the Naboo. Sure, it's a elective uh, monarchy. It's... Not everyday people that are being elected. It's, you know, the aristocrats and everything. Um, like, even Mon Calamari, which is one of the closest allies of the Republic and later the Rebel Alliance, they have a king. They have a king? Yep, they have a king. Uh, mark it on the list. <laughs> but yeah, like, um, a good majority of the members of the Republic aren't democratic. That makes sense. I mean, because, you know, you can't have one person be head of state of a planet and then also be involved in the bigger fish pond of galactic (laughs) politics. The bigger fish pond. So you have to have someone represent it without... I I don't know where I'm going with this, goddammit. Never mind, moving on. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, one notable example, which I always find fascinating... Um, this is more of the New Republic, but it kind of applies the same way with the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, so the leader of the Rodians is this guy named Grand Protector Novak. Um, he was a ruthless dictator, like, you know, classic beheadings, uh, subjugation. Tyrant. Tyrant. Uh, after, you know, the Empire fell and the New Republic was established, he kind of feared that uh, he would be guilty of war crimes, but he decided to pursue a political position and represented Rodia to get out of that. Corrupt motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like a uh, a uh, interesting double-edged sword. Like, hey, everybody, we need to be united in purpose for the galaxy, for the good of all citizens and a majority of the uh, people that you're serving are dictators. Yep. <laughs> But, yeah, um, aside from the senators, uh, they are sometimes accompanied by what is called an associate planetary representative, otherwise known as a junior representative. Which is what Padme started out as. I think so, but it's more of a, uh, okay, the most famous example was Jar Jar Binks. Mm-hmm. Um, while only the senator can ultimately, okay, ult- the junior representative basically represents the minority of whatever sector they're coming from, which in Jar Jar's case will be the Gungans. Yeah. Um, like, if I'm going to use Aiego as an example, um, if Aiego joined the Republic, uh, the, the majority would be... <coughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just... Uh, bear with me here. I just, know, I know. I'm just, just making, your, I'm making fun. Yeah, yeah. Who would be the, the majority of Aiego? The diaphragm. The diaphragm. So, in that regard, who would be the minority? 
the male abyss, but that's if they want to. Yeah, exactly. Come out of their holes and if, actually participate. If they want to have some sort of say or representation, they would obviously send one of their own to be one of these junior representatives. Okay, that makes more sense. And ultimately, the junior representatives don't have a say of the final say of what that senator wants to, you know, convey to the rest of the Senate. Um, but they could do other things like give them ideas because, you know, they're representatives of a minority. Like, they know what their people want and convey that message to their fellow senators. Another example I just thought of was, like, say, a, a Karelian senator. Yeah. They would probably be human, but the junior representative could be a Salonian oh, yeah, or Oh, yeah, Salonians or Drow. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is also a good comparison. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, let me see. Uh... Though, interestingly, um, okay, so there are some occasions, as we saw in episode two, where the junior representative would take the place of the senator. Like, you know, Padme had to go to Naboo for, into hiding and whatever, and mm -hmm. Jar Jar had to take her place. Um, there are those certain cases. And interestingly enough, if they are popular enough, a junior representative could be a candidate to become a Supreme Chancellor. Oh, shit. I did not know that. Yeah, so potentially. Oh, God. Imagine Jar Jar taking Palpatine's place. <laughs> the galaxy would be in such shit. <laughs> it would align straight into the Darth Jar Jar theory. Oh, God. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, among the senator's delegations, aside from the junior representative, there could be diplomats. Religious figures, local political leaders, or other prominent people that can make up their... I.E. Um, the Jedi. Yeah, I.E. the Jedi, or like their per, their own personal cabinet. Like, if you recall in episode one, um, Padme Amidala, she was queen at the time. Mm -hmm. Technically, she would not be able to talk to, you know, the rest of the Supreme... Uh, not the Supreme Chancellor, of the Senate and everything. Mm -hmm. But since she is an important part of Naboo and everything she has that authority to. Yeah. But anywho, um Alright, I already went through that. Don't worry, I have a shit ton of notes and I'm trying to uh figure out He's just <laughs> <lost>. <laughs> Yeah, just a little bit lost in my uh chicken scratch of notes over here. Um the Senate would usually convene on a regular basis. Although the meetings were unscheduled in advance and a can sometimes reach up to 100 full assemblies per year. And, and we've seen how, like, like, you've seen, like, in the Clone Wars. Yeah. When Padme is trying to advocate for the poorer people of mm -hmm. the galaxy. Yep. How people, you know, could e easily devol devolve into chaos. Devolve into petty bickering and everything. Exactly. If they didn't agree with it, they could just devolve into a debate <laughs> out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, the order of a day consisted a series of day-long meetings and committees and subcommittees in formal and informal situations. That sounds so, tiring. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, as much as we like to meme that the that the, the Senate, Senate doesn't is do corrupt, shit. that is corrupt and doesn't do shit, they they're busy. Yeah, they are extremely busy. Give them a little bit of slack. Eh, just a bit. <laughs> I'm Mo still not over them fucking over Ryloth. Uh, fair enough. 
Um, however, most of the real negotiating and diplomacy happened behind the scenes in ambassadorial offices. Like in some moments in those episodes that we mentioned earlier, like Padme on a, uh, you know, on a Kondafar. Uh, Bail Organa. Bail Organa, you know, they're just basically uh, talking privately of what their next move is and everything. Exactly. Um... In the later days of the Republic, numerous corporations were permitted representation with the Republic due to, you know, essentially having a monopoly on other smaller worlds, um, who basically give these corporations the power in return for better uh, trade deals and mm -hmm. everything. So essentially, the, the Trade Federation is a little bit more powerful because it has multiple planets under its Thrall and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let me see. Uh, as such, the Senate is... I already said that already. Um, <laughs> for a lot of bureaucrats, um, assassination and bribery is pretty commonplace within the Senate. No shit. <laughs> like, there's a couple of episodes, uh, kind of a little spoiler, but Anaconda Far, he gets assassinated by his own aide from, from Rhodia. That sucks. And that aide would assassinate a couple of rivals of Padme to kind of push the blame along. Mm. Those, I mean, it's not fairly common, but those things do happen on a fairly regular basis. I mean, Bale and Padme alone have so many assassination attempts made against them. Yep, exactly. And there's this really... Why the fuck does nobody try and kill Ornfrey Tom? <laughs> oh, man. It's also kind of the, uh, the important thing. Like, there are so many senators. There are so many people just going around. As I said before, there's like 2,000 of these motherfuckers. I, look at the Senate building alone. Yeah. That's the Sky Dome probably times two. Yeah, exactly. Like, even if you it's kill... It's huge. If you kill half of those motherfuckers, they're most likely going to bring in another senator instantly. Yeah. Like, uh, I think Ornfri Ta, he... Okay, so... I can't remember the name of a guy at the top of my head, but there was a uh, a uh, Twi'lek senator that was representing Ryloth before Ornfri Ta. Mm -hmm. He got murdered by Jango Fed. Oh, um, fucking course. <laughs> and Ornfri Ta just... Into the position. Just waddled on in and took the position. <laughs> so yeah, Senate, it's not, the problem is not killing the senators. It's just making sure that nobody slides into the position. <laughs> There's this really great quote said by HK47, best droid character in Star Wars, by the way, um, where he basically says, answer, there is a lot of politicians on Coruscant Master. I could spend decades slaughtering them and still not make a dent. Good God. <laughs> oh, HK, our favorite psychotic robot. Yeah, one even the, you know, the, the, <laughs> the personified uh, murder machine says that he could spend a literal decades trying to kill senators. And, and he wouldn't make a dent. Yeah. You know, um, that would... That's a lot of people. <laughs> it is a lot of people, yeah. Um, and it's also kind of the fact that the, the, the Galactic Senate has just been around for so long. It's basically become a permanent fixture of the galaxy at this point. Oh, yeah. And trying to get rid of them would be far more difficult than it needs to be. Damn near impossible. <laughs> um, 
Within the Senate, there yeah, Cad, are... Cad Bane only managed to hold a yeah. certain amount of senators. Yeah, I think like a uh, handful of senators. And he even gunned down one of them. Yep. And <laughs> nothing. Still um, ballsy. It is still pretty ballsy of him. Um, which is why... <laughs> Watch the Cad Bane episode. <laughs> which is why I'm a huge Cad Bane simp. <laughs> Watch anyway, the episode. It is a great episode. Anyway, um... Within the Senate, there are numerous committees and subcommittees. Think of them as their, um, so, I wouldn't say their own factions, kind of more of a, uh, organizations that kind of do the everyday operations of a Republican. Okay. Um, they, okay, yeah, it says it right there. Uh, <laughs> it handles the various issues of government and lawmaking, including... Um, I'm going to list a couple of them because there is a shit ton of them. <laughs> um, the It includes the Senate Action Subcommittee, which basically is kind of a... Uh, a uh, what's the word? It's basically a limited subcommittee where it's all like, hey, there's a certain thing that needs to be done pronto. Well, we can't be bogged down by bureaucracies and everything, so let's establish that. Um... There's the uh, Allocations Committee, supervises the budget of a republic. Um, the Ethics Committee, very self-explanatory. <laughs> um, the Delegation of 2000, which I mentioned. Ethics the... sounds like HR. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Pretty... <laughs> you know, there's this fucking joke. Uh, I'm not sure if you ever watch uh, SCP videos back in the day. Every so often, yeah. Yeah. Like, every once in a while, they, uh, you know, they go through the procedures of his one SCP, and then they mention the Ethics Committee. And everybody in the comments always makes the joke of, if you ever feel useless, remember that the SCP Foundation has an ethics committee. <laughs> <laughs> I love that joke so much. Um, the, the Finance Committee, the Financial Appropriations Committee, which basically supervises monetary grants issued by the Republic to, you know, fundraisers and all of that jizz. Mm -hmm. um, the Judiciary Committee, the Senate Intelligence Oversight Committee, oversight... Uh, oversaw the conduct of Republic intelligence, um, internal activities committee, um, you know, the affairs of all senators, blah, 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 making sure they're not doing anything illegal, you know, hot air, basically. But they do it anyway. <laughs> Pretty much. Eternal activities committee. Um, yeah. Um, loyalist committee, which is, which was basically created during the separatist crisis. Propaganda. With, yeah. Propaganda. Um, it was made up of Padme, uh, Bail Organa, Ornfrita, you know, all of uh, the ones that uh, Palpatine uh, trusted and everything. Quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, not to that extent, but on the surface, he trusted them. Um, let me see. The Security Council, which oversees the security of a republic and one of their powers, one of their unique powers, was the ability to uh, initiate Order 65. What the hell's Order 65? Long story short, Order 65 is basically uh, Order 66, but for the Supreme Chancellor himself. God damn it. Why, <laughs> why couldn't you have missed by one number? No, everything would have been fine. <laughs> Execute Order 69. <laughs> God. If only Palpatine had, had accidentally said, Execute Order 65. Stormtroopers just can't <laughs> storm the Senate. I always love those fucking comments where Palpatine's like, execute order 65. No, wait, I'm going to execute order 66. Oh, God. Uh, anyway. If only. <laughs> if only. Alternate timeline. Oh, 
Anyway, um, Senate, then there's the Senate Committee on Refugees, very self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Senate Guard Committee, the Senate Interspecies Advisory Committee, the Senate Naval Subcommittee, um, the Senate Budgetary Committee, uh, the Senate Bureau of Intelligence, basically a civilian uh, intelligence agency. Think of, like, the FBI and everything. The SIS. The SIS, thank you for that. Um... And then uh, the Senate Committee on New World Discovery and Exploration, you know, in case they ever discover more alien worlds and everything. Um, With how big this galaxy is, I'm oh, absolutely, <laughs> you're going to need that. They're um, busy as fuck. Absolutely. Um, the Senate Investigative Committee, the Senate Military Oversight Committee, um, the Senatorial Council, which is basically the leadership body of the Galactic Senate, which includes the Supreme Chancellor. Um, the Trade Commission, the Trade Council, and the Travel and Transport Bureau. So yeah, there's that's a couple a, of them that I'm that, missing, but that's a that lot is a to lot. make up. Yeah, that is a lot, especially when you have a, a galaxy-wide government to yeah. take care of. Um, though, it's a big job. Oh yeah, absolutely. Though I gotta imagine it pays very well, though. Probably. I do know for a fact that senators have their own apartment buildings on Coruscant. Yes. Padme's being the prime example. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Though on top of that, there are several informal political factions within the Senate. Um, Like, okay, like for our own government, we have like Republicans, Democrat, uh, Independent, blah, blah, blah. The parties. Yeah, the parties. Um, They're kind of informal political factions, but they still exist. And these two main factions make up uh, the core faction and the rim faction. Uh-huh. The, the core faction is pretty self-explanatory. It's made up of people in the core, like Odoran, Coruscant, uh, Corellia, all of those people. Um, and they are mo- mostly made up of human senators. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Rim is probably made up of the aliens. Yeah, yeah, I'll get to them in a little bit. But the core region, uh, the core faction, they advocate for increased, or at the very least, Maintaining centralized power and essentially making all planets move more under the direct control of a republic. And the Rim faction is the exact opposite. Um, let me see. Okay. Just gonna go through my notes. The Rim faction is made up mostly of non-human senators who hail from the mid and outer rim regions of space. Um, they include various special interest groups, such as the Trade Federation. Yeah. Um, they are a more conservative party, and so allocate reducing power and influence on their worlds from the Republic. Like, we want to rule ourselves. We don't need Big Brother looking over our shoulder 24-7 sort of exactly. thing. Exactly. Um, they... Also advocated for planet sovereignty and supporting free trade, low taxes, minimum restrictions on enterprise, and the regulation of markets. Yeah. Who wouldn't? Um, yeah. As many members of a RIM faction would... If it sounds very familiar, yes, the RIM faction... Most members of a RIM faction break off to found the Confederacy of Independent Systems. Yeah. Like, uh, New Gunray was a member of the Rim faction, while Tambor was a member. Um, and, yeah, a lot of the, uh, the uh, Separatist Council members were of the Rim faction. Makes sense. But, yeah, um, interestingly, no, uh, Massa Meta was part of a Rim faction. 
huh. the, you know, the, the pointy here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's surprising because you'd think that Palpatine would have basically a yes man as his second in command. He... Masameta is kind of an interesting character because, if I recall correctly, he... Okay, so he wasn't a yes man in the beginning. He had very noble goals, but then Palpatine kind of, like, convinced him it's a you're either with me or against me situation. We could make the galaxy better together. And Masameta... fucking scheming bastard. <laughs> it's kind of complicated, and I'm probably misremembering a couple of details, but that's what I remember at the top of my head. I gotta um, look more into him then. Yeah. And Anaconda Far was a part of the uh, Rim faction. Uh, and its leader, you wanna know who its leader was? Who? Warren Frita. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why him? <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> you can't Anyone keep getting... else could have led it. <laughs> you can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> you choose the most corrupt fucker to to lead the Rim faction. What the fuck? <laughs> Why? Ornfrey Taw's like a motherfucking barnacle. He just stays with you. <laughs> he won't go away. <laughs> oh um, my god. In the Clone Wars, though, um, there are other prominent factions in the Senate. There are the pro-war faction and the anti-war faction. Yeah. And obviously, the as you see from the episodes of the Clone Wars, the pro-faction, the pro-war faction are the majority of the Senate. Yes. Like the... Uh, Ornfrey Tal being one of them. Ornfrey Tal being one of them, obviously. And the... Uh, I forget her fucking name, but the Kaminoan representative is obviously an, uh, Null- pro-war. Nullisay? Not Nolisei, is this decrepit old uh, uh, Kaminoan who's always walking around with Kane and everything. Insert name here. <laughs> but yeah, obviously she's pro-war because, well, more clone troopers. Wahoo! Yeah. <laughs> of course the Kaminoans were root for that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but interestingly, though, another offshoot faction within the Senate was the Council of Neutral Systems, which consisted over 1,500 star systems. And that's the faction that uh, Duchess Satina is a part of. Represent! <laughs> and their main idea is they want to remain neutral in the Clone Wars, but at the same time, they receive trade from both sides of the conflict while still being part of the Republic? Yeah. Question makes mark? Sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It's like, we're not going to get involved in the war. We'll still trade with you, but we're not going to get involved. <laughs> But at the same time, it's kind of uh, it's kind of like an oxymoron. It's like, okay, we want to be we want to be neutral in this war. Please don't kill us. But I still want to be part of a republic. Don't kick me out. <laughs> oh, Satine, you need to get your priorities straight. Yeah, exactly. Um, here is a, another great quote I actually got from uh, Mr. Kenobi himself about the Senate in a nutshell, basically. <laughs> You have more confidence in the Senate than I do, Luminara. First, they would need to anoint a panel to study the accusation. Then the panel would would produce a report. The report would go to the committee. The committee would issue a commentary based on the report. The commentary would be tabled until the Senate could find the time to vote on the report. Recommendations would follow based on the vote. Unless it was voted to send the report back to the committee for further study. By that time, Anasan and its allies would have seceded from the Republic, formed their own government, had a civil war, dissolved, 
and reformed. One would have to live as long as Master Yoda to see the final outcome. Yeah. <laughs> that's why we say the Senate doesn't get shit done. <laughs> Unfortunately, but... To play devil's advocate, just for a little oh bit. Oh my god, not again. <laughs> I mean... It's already hectic enough in our own society, our own government, where we just have a singular continent. Imagine how much paperwork and bureaucracy you have to go through for over a million worlds. Yeah, I understand. You'd be swamped. But if you're in the middle of a war... Yeah. But you're also trying to openly advocate for the people to join the Republic. You're saying, you know... The Republic is the better option here. Yeah. But you're not getting anything done to help them? You're going to want to secede. I'd say, fuck you, I'm doing my own thing. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing. Hmm. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had a little brain fart there for a moment there. Um, let us go and talk about, this is actually a nice little segue, because let us talk about the big honcho themselves, the Supreme Chancellor. Nice. Yeah. Otherwise, okay, officially they are called the head of state in the Republic, but they also go by a couple of other names. They are called the Senate President and the Senate Chair of the Republic. But they also go by the interesting title of the President of a Republic. That doesn't... Supreme Chancellor just works better, yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. It's so, got a better ring to it. Make Saying President just makes it sound like it's the United States for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, that's a and fair And we all know how it. fucked up the U.S. <laughs> is right now, so we're not going to go into that. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Um, let me but see. Anyway, Supreme Chancellor... While the, while the Supreme Chancellor may sound like a prestigious position, ultimately it is a powerless position. Mostly in the last years of a Republic, it became powerful, but we'll get into that later. Powerless my ass. <laughs> and it is also called, the Supreme Chancellor is labeled as the first among equals in the Senate. Bullshit. <laughs> as it served the purpose of overseeing legislative business within the Senate. Mm -hmm. um, though the only real authority that the Chancellor may have is calling a extraordinary session of the Senate, essentially a meeting where all Senators are required to attend. Hmm. Um, they also have the authority of holding absolute control of the right of speech within the Senate, um, which in extreme cases meant that they could banish a Senator from the Chamber of Speech until further notice. Oof. Like... Okay, okay, you fat-ass orange free tie. You've spoken out of line. Go in your timeout corner. <laughs> <laughs> they were the quote-unquote mediators. Yeah, pretty much. Um, if or if you're in Palpatine's case, the shitsters. Yeah, we'll get into that <laughs> in a little bit. Um, where was I? Okay. If the Senate sees the Supreme Chancellor as unpopular enough, they can make a vote of no confidence, which is essentially their version of impeachment and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, as you saw in episode one with Venice Valorum, when Padme Amidala called a vote of no confidence because he was not doing anything to no, open out. No, he wasn't doing shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, okay. While it gave votes within the position very little real power... They did have their own personal office within the Senate office building. Traditionally, 
the chancellor would be presented uh, properly addressed as your excellency. Yes. Like in the same way we call Mr. President or Mrs. President, that sort of thing. Um, I gotta show you <laughs> because uh, I there is a office of here's the office of Venice Valorum, and then there's the office of the Supreme Chancellor. Their styles are so radically different. It's essentially night and day, if you look at that. It's it, Palpatine makes it so fucking obvious he's a Sith, and <laughs> no one notices. It's. What the fuck? I absolutely love how much of a shitter Palpatine is. Because in his... He's just <laughs> dangling it in front of everyone's face and no one's noticing. <laughs> like, a couple of uh, relics... Valorum's office looks very nice, by the it way. It does look very nice. Um, the relics that I remember that Palpatine possessed when he was Chancellor, um, he literally has, like, a couple of statues... Um, of, like, uh, numerous philosophers. I don't have pictures of them, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, they're, like, numerous philosophers that uh, talked about uh, dark poetry and everything. There's even... He even hides hidden weapons in his statues all across his office. He even has his own uh, offhand lightsaber hidden in his statue that he used when Windu and his boys came in to arrest him. <laughs> Um, he even has an urn, you know, like the place where you... Put ashes. Put ashes, which literally holds the cremated remains of Darth Plagueis. He did... So he kept Plagueis' ashes? Yep. He doesn't sound like the type to <laughs> do that. And if, I That's think he... weird. Yeah, it is kind of weird, but I think it's a cool detail that Plagueis was always there. He might have been there in spirit, just like, no, no, this, you <laughs> fucking idiot. You, uh, you fucking dumbass. He even has like a uh, mural of uh, the, the, uh, the Great Hyperspace War, you know, where Nagus Dow does his legendary Run away! <laughs> and it's just plastered against this hallway and everything. That's got to be beautiful. It's got to. It, yeah, he's as evil as Palpatine is. He is definitely a man of culture. He's got a thing for art. Yeah. And, Which uh, I respect him for. The other shit? Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Palpatine is an absolute shitter. And he he's basically the guy that knows that uh, he is well aware of the Jedi's uh, arrogance and everything. Like, oh, the Sith wouldn't be so obvious in our own, you know, little backyard. <laughs> Obviously, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine is not evil. He's just, uh, he's a little bit kooky, but he's not evil. He's not secretly a Sith. Oh, fucking dumbasses. <laughs> like, here is a, uh, here is a quote said by Mace Windu himself when they were trying to investigate who uh, Darth Sidious is. Mm -hmm. um, like, literally, they had a list of suspects, but they mostly, you know, got it down to Palpatine's inner circle. You mm -hmm. know, like Masamata and everything. Um, and not Palpatine himself, because I quote from Mace Windu himself, The Senate has surrendered so much power... It's hard to say where his authority stops. The only reason Palpatine is not a suspect is because he already rules the galaxy. He got what he wanted and you still don't fucking suspect it? <laughs> Fuck's sake. Mace Windu, you're an idiot. 
I know it's kind of a flawed uh, outlook, but at the same time, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. Because why on earth would you suspect the president? It's it's kind of like the equivalent of suspecting that uh, whatever president is, you know, acting at the time is basically the devil. If it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck. <laughs> just <laughs> insert the... <laughs> I know you're not seeing me, but insert like the Lisa Simpson meme. <laughs> How is that not fucking obvious? Oh my god. I'm I... having a stroke over here. <laughs> oh, Dark <sighs> Celine having strokes is the best fucking thing ever. <laughs> First Ornfree Tong, and now this. Oh, Chef's Kiss. <laughs> But anyway, moving on from the oh, laughing at your sake. moving on from laughing at your misery and Palpatine laughing at the Jedi's misery. Um, where was I? Okay. Um, traditionally, uh, so the Supreme Chancellor they traditionally wear uh, an Ezor blue slash around the waist. I'll actually send you a reference of a uh, that was worn by Valorum. Um. And that is essentially a very symbolic sort of brand. It is called the Blue Brand of Chancellorcy. And as such, it is forbidden to be worn by anyone else. Um, though any senator who chose to wear blue in parts of their wardrobe mm-hmm. is basically them declaring their interest in becoming the Supreme Chancellor. So that means Bale was interested. Yep. And Padme too. Yep. They would have been so good. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to mention this in the uh, the motherfucking Padme episode, but there was like a uh, this was like um, when Darth Vader was around. Mm-hmm. He uh, was knocked out at one point, and he uh, apparently had a vision of how th- how different things would have been if he did not become Darth Vader. Um, he and Padme were married. Padme, okay. Anakin Skywalker, Grandmaster of a Jedi Order, I think. Padme, Supreme Chancellor of the Republic. Power couple. Yep. And they had their one son, whom they named Qui-Gon Jinn. Aww. Yeah, it's so sweet, but it's it's just a dream. I just thought I'd follow that. It's a nice dream. It is a nice dream, and then Vader comes back to depression. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Why do I live only to <laughs> suffer? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, legally, the Chancellor could only serve a maximum of two four-year terms. So very similar to the President of the United States. Yeah. Um, or in special cases, like FDR, he yeah. was almost chosen for a third term. Because yeah. that's how good of a president he was. Yeah, and Palpatine was about to finish his last term. But conveniently, the Separatist crisis happened. Oh, so convenient. How so convenient. And then the Senate uh, essentially... Motherfucker. <laughs> declared a state of emergency because Chancellor Palpatine was basically the most popular chancellor at the time. Mm-hmm. And replacing him with somebody else in a time of crisis would have been irresponsible, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got extended beyond his usual two terms. And, then, and how he started stepping into the role of the Emperor. Pretty much. And then uh, when the uh, beginning of the Clone Wars happened and Jar Jar Bings, you know, suggested the Supreme Chancellor would be given emergency powers, 
Um, he essentially had complete control of the Senate at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's very practical in times of war because obviously the Senate is not going to get shit done in the middle of a war. You got to depend that on the Chancellor and everything. Yeah. It's a very smart move, but at the same time, it's exactly what Palpatine wanted. Exactly. <laughs> he's a scheming bastard. And yeah, he placed a lot of legislations in place, like uh, that... Uh, I forget the name of the legislations, but the one where he could basically choose moths to rule over sectors and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, tighter security on Coruscant and everything. Uh, new weapons programs, uh, so on and so forth. And also slowly phasing out the clones. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse you. Um, now let us go on to Pal okay, the Supreme Chancellor's inner circle. Or in this case, the Office of the Supreme Chancellor. Um, so as I mentioned before a couple of times, the Office of the Supreme Chancellor is basically an uh, umbrella term for the Supreme Chancellor's cabinet and personal advisors and all that. Yep. Um, Just like how the president has a cabinet. Pretty much. Um, and the Chancellor selectively chooses its, their own advisors. Like, the two most important ones are the vice chair. Um, I'll talk about them in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But it's the position that Massimetta filled. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's... Uh, so, basically, the powers of... From what I can gather, the vice chair serves a similar role to, basically, the vice president. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, the vice chair, or more formally, during times of, uh, you know, sessions in the Senate, they would be called the Lord Speaker... Um, it was a position that assisted in the day-to-day -day operations of a Senate, such as, you know, opening and closing uh, sessions and everything. He was basically like the mediator. That sounds like Speaker of the House. Pretty much, yeah. Like in the House of Representatives. Yeah. Um, usually, the vice chair abstained when decisions among the Senate... Um, but if there is a rare chance that there is a, you know, a 50-50 uh, vote on a certain legislation, then he would, or they, would voice their own personal opinions of which way the, the vote would go and everything. So they were basically the tiebreaker. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Um, let me see. Apparently the vice chair could serve as long as they wanted, as long as they maintain the confidence of the Senate and everything. But if they lose popularity, then, you know, they get voted out. Yeah. And Masameta, he is technically served in the Senate for 40 years. Wow. He was both the vice chair for Valorum and Palpatine. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, he was there in uh, episode one. I didn't. I need to watch them again. <laughs> I need to watch them and actually pay attention. Yeah. Um. And here's a nice little lore detail about the vice chair. I'll send a picture real quickly because the cane that uh, Masameta uses, and he, you always see him with his fucking cane. Yeah, um, his staff. Yeah. He's that, a weird looking motherfucker. Oh yeah, he is. Um. The vice chair during Senate sessions would wield what is called the speaker staff which is a symbolic wooden staff with a carving of an ancient philosopher named Sisteros, which is a dorn on top, um, which gave the vice chair authority over Senate debates. I have the talking stick. I I'm have, allowed to I talk. I have the beating stick. 
<laughs> Go to horny jail. <laughs> it just no, I have the I have the conch. It's like <laughs> referencing Lord of the Flies. Yeah. I have the conch, it's my turn to speak. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um and then, you know, there's the vice chair and the second most important position of the office of a Supreme Chancellor would be the what was it? The staff aide, who is basically the head of a Supreme Chancellor's staff and the Chancellor's deputy in the office of a Supreme Chancellor. Secretary. Pretty much, just secretary. <laughs> um, the staff aide's duties included uh, addressing the public on behalf of a Chancellor, mm -hmm. helping organize the Chancellor's schedule, meeting other figures. So, yeah, secretary, secretary. basically. Um, let me see. And in, I don't have a picture, but the Umbaran Slime Moore, who is a very creepy-looking gal, um, she served as the, uh, the, what was it? the staff aide under the Supreme Chancellor for his entire term and eventually into the Galactic Empire. Palpatine. Yep, Palpatine. Um, Slime Moore, she's kind of a fairly interesting character. She and Palpatine apparently had an affair together. Ew. <laughs> Who would want to sleep with him? <laughs> I know. It's one of those weird Do you have a picture things. of her? Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, send it over real quickly. But yeah, um, Slime Moore. Um, she... Okay, you know what the Umbaran are, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're called the Shadow People and everything. And yeah, ugh, yeah, just looking at her picture now, she... I forgot how creepy she looked. Um, oh, God. <laughs> she looks like Kronika. <laughs> Oh yeah, she kind of does look she like Kronika. She looks like Kronika. Honestly, it, I I much rather tap her ass than Slymore. So yeah, her <laughs> eyes stare into your soul. Yeah, they are staring into your soul. I didn't even know they made Numbaran like live action. I thought they were only animated exclusive. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Not cool that she's looking into my soul like that. No, but yeah, she's it's pretty staring cool. Staring into my soul. I'm gonna turn off my phone. <laughs> Okay, that's pretty great. Um, eyes follow you no matter how you angle uh, yeah, your phone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, you can have... Uh, the Supreme Chancellor could have numerous supervisors and aides and basically any other department head within his inner circle and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe you have a... Uh, I think, like, uh, Wilhelm Tarkin was part of his inner circle, and he was essentially his representative... Not surprising. His representative of the military and everything. Um, there are a couple of others that would probably not mean much to you, but there are a couple of interesting ones. Uh, for example, Anakin was part of his, part of the office of a Supreme Chancellor as his representative to the Jedi Council. Of course. Because <laughs> he's manipulating him. Yeah, aside from the personnel, uh, the Supreme Chancellor had other organizations that were subordinate under them. Like uh, the Jedi Council, the Jedi High Council were prominent examples. Mm -hmm. Because you always see them in the office of a Supreme Chancellor just discussing strategy, politics, and all that stuff. Yep. Um, there's not too much more after this. It's just, you know, a bunch of uh, organization names, uh, the Senate Guard, the Red Guard, just a bunch of organizations that uh, work under the... Supreme Chancellor's supervision and everything. Mm -hmm. um, kind of like how the Secret Service works for the president. Pretty much, yeah. That's a good example. Um, and then eventually afterwards, with the declaration of a new order by Chancellor Palpatine, the Senate would 
you know, remain as the Imperial Senate. But at that point, it's basically They just were just there. figureheads. Yeah, they were just figureheads. As a faux sense of, you know, the... Of everything still okay. <laughs> that a uh, faux sense of the people still had a voice and everything. When that was <laughs> obviously not the case. Bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, um, I... I do recall that there are a couple of scenes of uh, the Imperial Senate in uh, the Andor series where Mon Mothma is trying to discuss things, but everybody is just walking out in uh, Senate sessions at that point and everything. Oh, that's sad. And, uh, yeah, um, the Galactic Senate um, is a bureaucratic mess, but goddamn is it interesting. It is very interesting. Oh, holy shit. Okay, um, do you have (laughs) any, uh, as... I don't have my beating stick. Do you have any closing <laughs> statements, I just Darceline? Wanted to, I wanted to mention uh, the two chancellors who are in Swator, yeah. you know, being the resident Swator expert, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daenerys was... Uh, yeah, he was the, uh, the, the motherfucking Supreme Chancellor that uh, wanted the bounty hunter dead, didn't he? Yes, exactly. Yep. And you kill him at the yep. end of the class story. <laughs> and he is replaced by, of course, Suresh. Who, who you is absolutely a mega just, bitch? What is it with you hating Ryloff politicians? It's not that she's a Twi'lek. I I don't mind Twi'leks. I like Twi'leks. Yeah, 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 they're awesome. It's just that they're so fucking shitty. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Ornfrey Tall and Suresh are shit. <laughs> oh man. I mean, as soon as the Outlander quote unquote dies. Due to Suresh meddling in plans, yep. she goes and swoops in and says, oh, I'm taking over the Alliance and for the Republic and da 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 You show back up and it's like, bitch, you were saying? <laughs> oh, My man. Sith Inquisitor punched the fuck out of her and got killed. Of course killed. you did. Of course you did. <laughs> Maybe one of these days we could discuss more about each individual Supreme Chancellor of the Republic. It would be quote unquote. God damn it. Um, <laughs> it would be a quote-unquote long list, but it's a, mostly a bunch of, uh, like, articles, brief descriptions, but I think it would be kind of interesting to at least cover a couple of the Supreme Chancellors. Yeah, I was just, I wanted to mention those two, because, you know, Swator. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, um, that is our episode of Can Mayonnaise Kill a Jedi? Or in this case, how long can this episode go on in the Senate? Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, um, I already uh, you were saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do honestly wish I had more to talk about. I honestly, an hour long hey, episode. It's a good hour. Yeah, it was a good hour long episode on the Senate. I just wish there were. Okay, I say that. I just wish there were a lot more in depth intricacies on the Senate. I know I say that, but there literally is. But you get my point. There are other people who have covered videos more deeper into the Senate. Yeah, we're just the uh, Cliff Notes version. And everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it would also... I gotta do uh, more politics-related episodes. Like, uh, obviously, it's uh, it's technically part of a Galactic Republic, but I gotta talk about the Galactic Republic as a whole one of these days. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, before I prattle on any more, any closing statements before I, you know, do my beating stick and everything? What are we covering next time? Okay, so it was kind of a hard decision. Um, okay, aside from you giving me very little options, I was I'm actually. Sorry. <laughs> it was literally like I had two options, 
And I literally had to do like a, a, coin, a, coin, to, a, coin, a coin flip on who I would choose. And I think I have reached a consensus, Hannah. Fortunately, this consensus was a lot shorter than any session the Senate had. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, so next episode, we will be talking about uh, a member of the Jedi High Council, Yaddo herself. Oh, cool. <laughs> That'll be fun. I know it was a uh, character. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a very long episode. Well, we shall see. Maybe I could amaze you with Yaddle. <laughs> After seeing her unfortunate death in Tales of the Jedi, I feel for her. Yeah. I, she had noble intentions. She had really noble intentions. But yeah, we'll save Yaddle's story for next week. Um, but yeah, um... Thank you, everybody, for listening to me prattle on about politics in Star Wars. And listening to me have a fucking stroke. <laughs> and Hannah having two separate strokes, which is the fucking best thing ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you enjoyed me prattling on or attempting to prattle on about the Galactic Senate and its bureaucratic bullshit and everything. But yeah, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, you have any... Uh, Thing you want to share for the closing statement, Santa? This is the way. This is the way, and the Senate has been adjourned. Bye bye. Adios. <laughs>